What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 125th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, on this funky Wednesday night schedule, (laughs) is my good friend Wink. What's going on, Wink? There you are. You're moving. That's a good sign. (laughs) Oh my god. I I can't even. Um, (laughs) We just probably spent 15 minutes of me literally trying to get my internet to be good enough to connect on Skype. Um, yeah, if you, so those of you who watch the show on YouTube, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's my internet. It is so frustrating. It is, I, uh, I, I'm losing my mind because there's nothing I can do. It's awful. I'm having to hotspot through my phone right now. And that's the best I can get because my Wi-Fi is garbage. My hotspot, for some reason, isn't working. I really don't even get good cell signal here anyway. And I I, I cannot wait. My God, I cannot wait to get real internet that should be coming next year. Just, just I just need something to hold me over because this is unbearable. I, I'm, I'm so frustrated with it. I, I'm going to tell you this much. I can't wait for you to get good internet, internet either. It's, <laughs> It'll be just it's, such a wonderful thing. You know, if you think about it, <laughs> we might never have gone to Twitch if YouTube hadn't kicked us off because of your internet. That's just the way things go around here. But we're going we're gonna to make it through this, I promise. We'll do this. Well, good deal. We will see. So if you're in live stream, you're watching Twitch, if you're wondering why the hell you just got a notification on a Wednesday that the Shattered Order podcast is live on Twitch, it's because if you don't know and you're not a U.S. citizen, tomorrow in the United States is Thanksgiving, Friday is Black Friday, pretty big holiday here in the U.S., so we wanted to do the podcast early this week so that we could enjoy our holiday with our families and everything else and so we're doing it tonight and then uh, everybody can enjoy their holiday and then we'll be back next week so yay yeah pretty pretty stoked for that so i wanted to talk about something now last uh last week i think it was saturday our friend Stan from the Cantina Vizsla podcast posted a picture in the podcast chat, and I immediately fell in love. It was a picture 
of an eight foot inflatable bumble Christmas ornament for your front yard. I saw this. Yes. And I, that day, went to Home Depot and bought it. So <laughs> I have my own eight foot inflatable wampa that will be in my front yard for the next month. And I am, I couldn't be more excited about it. You will have to uh, take a picture of that and put it out on Twitter. Uh, that, is, that is pretty awesome. Good to hear. I like it. It'll be right next to the five foot inflatable wiener dog. So <laughs> what? The five foot inflatable wiener dog. You have an inflatable wiener dog. Yes, I do. Bumble and the wiener dog. Best pals. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, that's how it's going to be in my front yard. I I do think this is fitting because I have an inflatable Yoda. So it's it's rather fitting that you would have an inflatable bubble and I would have an inflatable Yoda. So uh, everything has come full circle. So it's (laughs) the perfect scenario. Indeed, it has. I like it. Something happened on YouTube today, I heard. Yeah, so uh, I'd kind of been talking about it for a little while, and I'm always amazed at the number of people that still we talk to, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't be running speed on Hermit Yoda, or sorry, Grandmaster Yoda? So I I was like, I got to make a video about this. So I made a video, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash shadoworpod, and you can check that out. Uh, it's basically my entire argument on why you should be going entirely with offense and should not care at all about speed on Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, I show a lot of uh, arena battles. I show some stuff from the raids and, you know, um, some other stuff kind of in the beginning, just talking about the abilities and everything. And so if you're still on the fence and you're not convinced, Go check that out because that's pretty much my entire argument on why you should be modding that way. And if you find the video useful, please share it. I know there's a lot of people that should probably watch this video because of their modding situation on Grandmaster Yoda. So I would really appreciate if you guys would share it if you find it useful. Even if you don't find it useful, share it. And And now you finally have a way to not answer the same question over and over when we keep seeing it. So you can literally just post the link exactly. to the video and be like, Oh, well here it is. Enjoy. Yep. Cause and I know that keeps happening. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Cool. Well, sweet. Uh, well, I guess it's time to do this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Alrighty, this week in good old Swaga. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm backtracking, but I am walking back just a little bit on uh, the Jolie modding situation. I still strongly love Tenacity. However, I have moved a lot more in favor of health. I am using a couple sliced health primaries and trying to just stack his health up as much as possible. Uh, The benefits of that, obviously, are the protection up that he gives is based on his health amount. His unique gives him a 30% increase on whatever his health is, so the higher you get that stack, the better, and he recovers health. He's so frustrating to kill. Like, I hate trying to kill him on other teams, so I was like, you know... uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to put a little bit more health on mine and just make him a little bit more difficult to kill. I also added a Gear 12 Plus piece to him. It was the uh, Mark 12 uh, Thermal and added a couple Gear 12 pieces to him. Also just trying to uh, up that health and it seems to have been pretty effective. Uh, he's He seems to be much more survivable, which I definitely enjoy. Um, he gets crit on occasion, but still pretty rare. Uh, let's see. The uh, Have you found a Gear 12 piece yet? Gear 12 Plus piece that you seem to get more than anything else? I have placed one Gear 12 piece total, so I don't pay attention to them. So I okay, could not so answer that question. Kind of get what you get and go that go from there. I get what I get uh, and I don't throw a fit. Yeah, I I think the like past four raids I have gotten the exact same pieces. It's the Mark Twelve thermals. I like I'm trying to put them on characters as fast as I can now, uh, just because I'm starting to get a collection of them. It would be great if I could get, you know, like the data pad that I've been waiting for Grandmaster Yoda or some of the other stuff. Uh, I think as soon as I get that one piece for Grandmaster Yoda, I think I can push his offense over 7,000. And that's kind of what I would like to do. That's kind of my goal currently. So uh, I'm still still waiting. But uh, yeah, it seems, yeah, it kind of seems like the... Mark 12 thermals are my boom boxes for gear 12 plus pieces. Uh, I'm at, I just checked. I'm at 160 of them. That's where I'm at. 160 Mark 12 thermals. Yes. Well, that's quite a few. I mean, that's three full pieces you can make. It's all I have. So like I said, I've placed one piece. The problem is not having the Mark the gear 12 pieces it's, it's not having the pieces stuff. all the purple crap that goes with it so if i wanted to start putting gear 12 pieces on people i could i just need to farm the purple pieces gotcha so yeah maybe i should start maybe i should focus on that this week i don't know maybe not a bad Probably idea be a good thing some of those gear 12 yeah. pieces are really good like the ones on grandmaster yoda make a significant difference uh just making him so much more survivable and the additional offense and everything uh, Revan's another one that the gear 12 pieces are just amazing. Um, th there's not a ton of characters where I would say it's like night and day difference, but there are a few, uh, I think Han Solo, the health piece, that's another one that's pretty big difference, but, uh, yeah, there's about, uh, okay. Goldfish brain. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, all right. So the other thing I did was I remodded my checks team. I don't want to say remodded, but I did a little bit more work on it and actually started using the, uh, oh, what do you, the mod loadouts. And mm -hmm. so I've got my mod loadout set out for my arena team and my checks team. That way I move mods over and then I just move them back. It's super easy. I don't know why I didn't do this before. It makes life so much better. Um, Part of the problem I have with the mod loadouts, and it's, it's not a problem with the system in general, it's just an issue with the way I go about it, is the fact that I end up with all of these mods, or all these mod loadouts, and if I change one or two mods, I always forget to go back and change that loadout, 
so I never remember which loadouts I should be using. Like every now and then, I kind of need to get in there and just purge a bunch of the old mod loadouts and update to new ones just so that, you know, I I know which ones I should be using because uh, it's just not great strategy. Mm-hmm. And so the other character I rebotted was Mother Talzin. Uh... She is my biggest damage dealer in phase four of the Rogue Sith Raid. It's not Asajj, it's Mother Talzin. And that's because I get Plague on Darth Nihilus and Sion both. And then basically just spam her basic as much as possible. And I have her loaded up with offense. Uh, she was like, I want to say she was 6,000 6, offense. And uh, a 48% crit chance. I remodded her and I added, I believe it was 500 special offense to her. And then I also, I think I gave up 2% crit chance to do that. But I definitely think that is a trade-off worth doing. Uh, I think next thing I'm going to do is slice up a crit damage primary on her. Um, because of the crit chance she kind of falls in. Offense set with crit damage primary is the way to go. To get the most effective, uh, you know, the most damage output from her. And, you know, she is, dude, she does some crazy, crazy awesome damage. So I can't wait to see exactly what she does next raid now that I have remodded her. Interesting. That'll be interesting for sure. The good thing about these raids is we know they come every two to three days. So you don't have to wait long. It'll that be is here before true. you know it. <laughs> yep. not like a territory battle per se so true you know that you're going to get to do that twice a week at least so indeed so what about you uh what exciting stuff did you do this week i have literally have nothing really to talk about five days and it's all just been gearing and farming and that's so i just I will say this, I'm about 10 yellow mod packs from, not mod packs, Mark V uh, thermal detonators, I think, from getting Treya to gear 12. So I almost finished that, and I think, so like I was saying, I don't know, I don't really have a plan after her for gearing, uh, so I might start doing gear 12 pieces like we were talking about but i do think the one thing i'm going to do before i do that the only other character i need to ma gear is my gear 8 zombie i still have not geared her yet so that'll help my phase four scores that i need to stop getting 11th place in the sith raid by a million points and so that should uh that should help me out a little bit so yeah i, I think i'm gonna get my uh zombie up to at least gear 10 to get that extra ability. And then after that, I'll probably difference. go after. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that thing, she dies so quick now with the new rework. It's, it doesn't help you at all. I can still yeah. get a million with them, but obviously that's not uh, ideal with when you have gear 12 night sisters with the Zetas running around and yeah. you're not getting the most out of your investment there. So Gear up, gear 12 zombie, and I think that's my plan going forward this week. The, But since I didn't have a lot to do, I thought I'd update you on my farms because 
a lot of people are always curious, what are you farming and how's it going? So I haven't talked about that since the Revan farm to try and get Revan where I was going and what I'm doing. So I've moved to farming young Lando on uh, with my fleet energy. And so I've got him to 67 out of 85 and 55 out of 85 on the ship. So almost to six stars now. We'll be working on that seven star. And he's actually a pretty good farm, especially since, you know, you get the ship and him on the same node. So that one's been going pretty well. Uh, I have Aura Singh I'm going for in Cantina. I chose to go for her before I went after Kira, after we talked about that. But let me just say this. Aura Singh is a 16 energy node, and that drop rate feels abysmal. I mean, I've been farming her for two weeks now, and I'm only at 12 out of 65. So what, that's 42 yeah. shards since I've been farming her? That's and that rough. includes starting about four days ago doing uh, th two refreshes a day on the Cantina Energy. So it's just, it's been one of the worst drop rates I've found so far for me. Uh, it has not been very rewarding, but I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going to do it. And then finally, the... Uh, Hard nodes, I'm working on Bosk and Imbo, and they're both pretty similar. 57 out of 65 on Bosk and 49 out of 65 on Imbo. So they're moving right along as hard nodes do. I'm not in I'm not refreshing them or anything because I've been farming a lot of gear daily. So So yeah. I, I'm curious. I thought you were already farming Bosk for some reason. Um nope, never I farmed him on my alt to seven star, but I never farmed him at that, all. On my, That's probably uh, main what account. I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I've been working on gearing him. I think I'm stuck at gear nine. Stupid stun gun. And I mean, I'm trying to get him up because his ship is so good. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm just hurting myself in ship arena by not having him geared just because of how freaking good that ship is. I mean, that ship is like, I don't know who's a, he's like, He's like Boba's lead in the game. He's just amazing everywhere, you know? And what? Okay. <laughs> anyway. I yeah, like but... his lead, so I'm not going to argue, but <laughs> there's that. So I know you like that. The uh, I also just remembered something I didn't put in there. Once I finished the seven or the eight nodes for young Lando, I've been using the one or two extra uh, Sims I have on Sith Fighter. And so Sith Fighter's at 28 out of 30 doing one or two Sims a day. So there's there's that. That's a Is thing that's Is it bad happening. that I didn't even know that ship was farmable? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, okay. People don't care about it. It's not very good. So I, gotcha. I'm i farming it for platoons. So. Good and I'm not farming it very hard, obviously. Yeah. And I'm also doing Houndstooth uh, three times a day for the uh, light side, uh, three, the light side three energy or daily or whatever. I, so you're, you're not using all of them on houndstooth. You're not doing, wow. That's my Bosk is level one gear one. So using them all on yeah, houndstooth right now. And the fact that I don't care about ships really just is not making this a priority for me. So uh, once I finish uh, Lando, not Lando, 
I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get to boss ship. I hate the fact that it's on Stormtroopers hard node. I mean, it just if it were on boss, it would be perfect. But I hate that node for him. So it's whatever. Especially since Stormtrooper shards drop like crazy and Houndstooth don't. I get like, I send like four or five and I get like three Stormtrooper shards a day and then maybe one or two Houndstooth. So I'm at 22 out of 30 on Houndstooth, but like I I said, I'm not farming it that hard. So I do a node refresh on Houndstooth just because I'm trying to get it finished. And there are some days where... There, there for a while, like, I was only getting a couple shards per day, but here recently, I feel like, you know, I'll do eight attempts and, you know, get three to four shards during those eight attempts. So, I mean, I have just been really, really racking up the blueprints for Houndstooth, which is nice. Someone also said Houndstooth is, Zara said, it's a good place to farm stun cuffs while you're farming the ship so that's a good thing yeah. i might be more tempted if it was stun guns because i have as much stun cuffs as i need right now i think i'm at like 150 but Those well i guess that's not as quickly. much as i need but yeah more so than stun guns because i'm always at zero stun guns so if it was stun guns i'd definitely be tempted yeah. but that, yeah that's fair last thing i was pleasantly surprised by throwing Sith or uh, Trey a lead in phase one. And this was probably all RNG luck, but I got 1.5 million on auto in phase one with the Trey lead in heroic uh, AT. Uh, it was Treya, Nihilus, Scion, Vader, and uh, Sith Trooper. Okay, interesting. So... Yeah, it was pretty nuts. I did not expect that. I was hoping for, you know, six hundred to seven hundred thousand and then it I looked down after it had ended and it was one point five million. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'll do that every time. Because yeah, for the most part in heroic AAT, I tried to hit phase one. I had tried to fit phase one, try to hit phase two once or twice, just to get a few extra million. That way I separate myself from the everyone that sims from phase three to the end of phase four so i'm just above them but i think that raid i also got third place based on that so like just doing that in phase that in phase one revan in phase two along with a rjt um rjt team without bb8 in phase two i think i get an extra nine to 10 million with those three teams between phase one and two throwing onto the 25 from full phase three, four solo. And that usually puts me in the top of the tank. So I can nice. deal with that, but pleasantly surprised auto Treya team for phase one. So all of you with seven star Treya out there, give that a try. I know yeah, that it pertains sure. to a very small number of people, but there you go. So I, uh, a while back, I, cleared phase one on auto with Trey. I'm trying to remember exactly what the team was. I think it was like a, uh, I want to say it was the Akbar lead with Han, CLS, Treya, and Grandmaster Yoda or BB-8, one of the two. Uh, I had the team set up to where, you know, Akbar died and then it was basically every single attack other than 
the rare times that Treya went would remove turn meter. That way it would prevent General Grievous from being able to do a special and gain full turn meter. Works pretty effectively, actually. Do we need to get uh, Beagle Squadron in here for what they did in the Swugga this week? They seem to have something to say. Yeah, well, uh, they're they're low on fuel, uh, if you get my drift, and <laughs> uh, yeah, their food's frozen, so they're having to wait, and they're not happy about it. <laughs> not, okay, that makes perfect sense then. Yeah, yeah, not not good. Uh, Do you make a separate turkey for Beagle Squadron, or what goes on there? Uh, no, but I'm sure they'll get plenty of leftovers. They they, <laughs> they eat like a raw diet anyway, so they they, they eat okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, how about this next thing? What do you say? Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. <laughs> Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. We've managed to make it out the other side of the sounder and we're into the poll and good to go. So, all right. Thank goodness. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you know this, but this is, let's see, what's today? Today is the 21st. So three days from now will be the three year anniversary of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. So, that is crazy. Uh, what better time than to do a poll kind of about the history of this game and where you've been, how long you've been playing, what things you remember, and just see what people can remember off the top of their heads and uh, where people are with certain things. So, Cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually, this first question, I went into Game Center. I found a achievement to find the day the exact day i started playing this game and so i have that on hand ready to go after we talk about this first question but the first question is how long have you been playing swaga now the answers were three years since release uh two to three years one to two years or less than a year now 143 people took this poll 143 people so got a pretty good range here uh 42 percent of people or actually 43 percent said three years so since the release and another 40 percent at the two to three year range so anywhere between anywhere they started in that first year the game was out and uh it's kind of an interesting subsection of what kind of listener base we have as well uh one to two years there were 14 percent and then under a year three and a half percent so a lot of longtime players uh, took this poll and then we got a, f- a lot of, let's say we're looking at about 25 people that have been playing for two years or less. So I have a feeling we have more uh, than that on the two years or less section, but I don't, if you don't, if you're not in discord, you're probably not going to see our poll. So maybe I should start posting that on Twitter and see if that uh, gets us even more responses from That's people that may idea. not be even using discord. So we'll see what I happens like the next time, but that's a, that's a, it's an interesting section. So I, let me, uh, I should have put this on my computer and shown it on the live stream, but uh, maybe I can hold my phone up to the 
computer and pretend you can see what I'm showing you for a few seconds and then uh, realize it's not working. Um, there you go. Okay, so you can see it. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It says, complete light side battle stage one on normal difficulty. 10 points earned on November 27th, 2015. So I right. started playing so, this game three days after it was released. Explain to everyone how you found that. What did you go through? Okay, so to find that, I went to the daily tab, and you scroll down to the bottom where the achievements are. And once you bring up that achievement screen, in the this is on iOS. I don't know for Android, but on iOS, you scroll to that achievement screen. In the bottom right, there'll be a button that says Game Center Achievements. If you click on that, it'll bring up all the Game Center, iOS Game Center Achievements. And from there, you can click on each one, oh. and it'll give you a date that you achieved it. So for me, if I clicked on the one for stage one, normal difficulty, November 27th, 2015. So pretty crazy. It's been a long, long time. And I don't think I've not finished my dailies on purpose ever. I know I haven't finished them by accident several times during podcast nights and other things, but literally that entire almost three years now, dailies complete on multiple accounts it's crazy so um, yeah. all right Do you have yours so, pulled up yes the light side path uh complete light side battle stage one on normal difficulty that one i did on december 3rd 2015 which makes sense because <laughs> i believe i started actually started playing and download the game and such on december 2nd and i know this because First Order TIE Fighter Pilot was logging character of the month, and the final day of uh, December would have gave you eight First Order TIE Pilot shards. And I was uh, very upset about not having those eight First Order TIE Pilot shards because of how difficult he was to gear, and I had to deal with that for a very long time, all over one day. <laughs> that makes That makes perfect sense, actually. That's crazy. Indeed. Um, let's see if you can answer the second question. Do you have it pulled up? I do. All uh, right. I'm curious if you know the answer. Because I've had a few people ask me what the actual answer was. I, I think it's Tuscan Shaman. All right. Answer. Ask the question so everyone knows it's, what the question is and the answers are. Who was not an Erodium Pack character? Wedge Antilles, B2, Tuscan Shaman, or Sunfox? I know Wedge, I'm pretty certain, actually I know Wedge was, and I'm pretty certain B2 was. Sun Falk, I can't remember if he was a Rhodium or not. I remember him being a Chromium character, and I remember I bought a Chromium at that time, just kind of hoping to get him because I really wanted him. He was a great tank when he came out. I mean, he's still a great tank, he but he's not, he just needs an update, he, maybe with the separate. He's really update. good in Territory War. Plus his ship's amazing. Oh, he has—he's one of the first characters to have dispel on basic. Uh, he's a really beefy. It's any 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 uh, counterattack. So you hit him, you shoot him. He's gonna counterattack, and that counterattack is gonna dispel whatever buffs you have. So it's he's he's a great tank. I really like that character. But yeah. the answer to the question is actually Sunfock. So it is okay. All of the other ones were. 
Erodium except for Sunfock. And if you're thinking, well, I remember a Geonosian being an Erodium character. Well, Geonosian Spy was Erodium. He was the, yep. I believe he was the last Erodium. So I remember that. Sunfock, Chromium character. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you when Sunfock came into the game a little bit later with what we have going on. But uh, yeah, so people's guess is 32% or sorry, 33% were on the same boat as you and said Tuscan Shaman was not an Erodium character. And 30.8% uh, also said that Wedge wasn't. And uh, I remember Wedge was, and the problem with him at the time was he did not come into the game with Biggs Synergy. He just came into the game yeah. and he was kind of so-so and not good. very good. And pe yeah. people were not happy uh, with him when he came out, so... When he yeah, got updated true. after he went free-to-play, which also made some people upset, he got reworked after he went to free-to-play, and that's when he got the big synergy, which really worked out uh, in the arena once he got reworked. And it, he became a really good character, and a lot of people were mad when they had him and no one else could get him. He was not an arena meta character, so yeah. Now, for everyone that's sitting there wondering, now some of these questions are going to go way back, and for people that haven't played this game since the beginning, like us, you might be wondering what the hell an Erodium pack is. Basically, what it was is kind of like the marquee packs they have now, the twelve ninety nine crystal packs where you got shards. Erodium packs were basically that, and uh, you would buy these packs for these characters called erodium packs and you'd get shards for them and you and you kind of kept buying those erodium packs until you got the character at seven stars now the thing i liked about erodium better than uh than current marquee characters is back then uh and this is inflation uh put two and two one and one next to each other one's gonna seem better than it even if the price still kind of is high but erodium pack characters to get to seven stars back then were only about 180 bucks to 200 bucks as opposed to the 300 or so that it takes now with marquee characters so erodium packs were pretty cool and they did have some really good characters that came into them like b2 battle droid when he came out massive yeah. massive uh arena meta character at the time yeah he was so. kind of a big counter to grandmaster yoda at the time Oh yeah, for sure. That uh, instant full turn meter with the ability to mass dispel and add buff immunity on AOE yep. was huge. Indeed. So. Uh, all right. Uh, next question, or was there anything else you had about that one? Nope, that was it. I just thought that was fun. I love talking about erodiums because half the people never remember they existed. Yeah. Uh, so which dodge meta leader did you hate more, Old Ben or Count Dooku? Um, I wasn't really surprised by the results. I, I this is kind of where I fell as well. Uh, almost eighty six percent of people said Count Dooku, and that was by far my answer. Dooku was your answer. I'd say Dooku was definitely my answer because. Uh, what's the buff that people get when they dodge under him? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it offense up? I can't remember. Yes. Let's find out. 
Yes, it yeah, is offensive. So it always, every I time they dodged, that. they yep. suddenly became death-dealing machines, and it just got really annoying. Um, Old Ben's turn meter is pretty cool, but I just don't feel... I feel like when I fought Count Dooku's, they dodged more than Old Ben's. And I know that the numbers are pretty much the same, but it seemed like with Dooku, it was worse. And and then throw on, the, on top of that the fact that he counters... Uh, multiple yeah. times and it seems like he goes on forever he, he was just so annoying so my answer would yep. have been dooku but and that was most people's answer because it was 86 percent of people polled said dooku with another uh 14 well, saying old ben and i think part of the reason that dooku was so annoying was because him as a character was unbelievably annoying and then if you give him you know offense up uh, it's just brutal because the game was so much different back then and all those counterattacks and the stuns and it was just excruciating to deal with well that was before most of the dodge meta was before protection wasn't it yes yes it was so you you got you got uh, dooku cutting through your health every time you hit him especially with offense up it just got really really annoying so indeed all right, so, All right, so the best feature you saw come into the game. This had a had a wide little variety, and I'm not really all that surprised by any of the answers. So there, the options were guilds, raids, ships, mods, territory wars, territory battles, or consistent events. What what was that last option? So consistence events like assault battles, credit heists, uh, training gotcha. droid battles, uh, all those things. And then the last one down there that doesn't have a name next to it was legendary events and heroic journey events. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Uh, which yeah, That would be pick, why it's in second. <laughs> which two of these would be your favorite? Favorite? Well, by far and away, my favorite thing added to this game was guilds because I think that 100%. if they did not add guilds when this game... And then it just came out into the game uh, six months. About six months after the game came out. So if, yep. I don't know that I would still be playing it if the guilds weren't in the game. Because it would just agree. be a, a single-player game that, you know, you get tired of after a while. But the fact that you work with 50 people and you get to know those 50 people because... I'd say about at least 20 to 25 people in our guild are the same people that were in our guild from the day guilds came out. So yep. you get to know people, you get to build friendships. The, the, kind of like the podcast, the community around the game is what makes it fun. And guilds Agreed. just made the game fun. So I'd say guilds would be one. Um, and then after that, I would say raids followed by legendaries and heroic journey characters because I just think all of those are just super fun and rewarding in the end. Yeah. Hard to disagree. So, what about you? What were your two be? Uh, sounds like you say guilds as well. Yes, that would definitely be mine. Uh, you know, just for all the same reasons you said, I uh, don't really have much to add there. And the second one is no, to no one's surprise mods. I think that is the best yep. update besides skills to come to the game. Just the customization and the way to manipulate your teams and, you know, try to take advantage of, you know, 
the stats and such, I I just that's really kept me into this game a lot more than I probably would have been otherwise. Makes sense. Well, as far as everyone else goes with their voting, the number one answer with 45.8% guilds. So seems like we're not alone on that. A lot of people really love guilds. Second place, 32% of the vote is legendaries and heroic journeys. So people really enjoy getting those characters and being able to Get them to five. Get them at five stars or seven stars, or seven stars for the heroic journey characters. For the most part, those characters have been really good when they came out. Some of them have been nerfed, like Grandmaster Yoda was nerfed. Uh, he's back to being good again. Uh, but they're making those investments on those characters good again, making them legendary the way they always should be. When you have to work that hard to get them, so that was another cool one. Uh, second place raids. So uh, top three, pretty much similar with my own thoughts, but raids were at uh, 28%, so about 4% less than legendaries and um, heroic journey characters. And then you go down the rest of the list, it goes consistent events like assault battles and uh, omega events and those kinds of things. Um, territory battles, then territory wars and mods, and then ships. So by far and away, ships is the least favorite thing of all the options that were brought into the game and i have to agree with that only because it just never has seemed like they were they have been able to get ships right i mean they reworked them with to ships 2.0 and there for some people it's better some people don't like it as much um i could have done without millennium falcons mega aoe getting nerfed into the ground but i mean whatever ships are there and they're a thing that you do every day but the least least liked one that came out. So, yeah. Uh, next question was, and this is I always thought this was funny. Going all the way back to the first raid that came out, who did you gear for the pit but haven't touched since? And there might be characters on this <laughs> list. People are like, why would you have geared that character? And I'll explain that why they're on the list if uh, if you don't know. But the answers were Tebow, Fives, Tuscan Raider, Kaigon Jin. Dengar and TIE Fighter Pilot. So let me tell you why each one of those. Tebow was a leader that used to that used to help you to solo phase one. And once you had at least one person that could solo phase one, if you got the rest of the 50 in there on phases two through four, you could pretty much beat the heroic pit. But phase one was the one that always took forever and was the high the the hurdling point for most guilds when Pit came out. So Tebow. Uh, being able to stealth and take 100% turn meter if he's stealth on his basic was what helped people to beat phase one. That's why he's on there. Fives was a character that added speed down. Um, a lot of people used fives because he was one of the only characters that had speed down on his basic. Yep. Um, so he was he was in there for that because you wanted to get speed down on the Rancor in... Gamorrean captain as soon as possible. Tuscan Raider. This one a lot of people might not even have heard of, but Tuscan Raider does a lot of turn meter reduction on his basic. And yes, when he he's he's pretty easy to farm character from Galactic War. So a lot of people took Tuscan Raider to seven star and geared him up for that turn meter removal in the early days of the pit. Uh Kaigon Jin 
turn meter removal on his basic. He was one of the all-stars of the original pit uh, solo teams just because of how much turn meter he could take on his basic, yep. kind of like Tusken Raider. And Dingar and TIE Fighter Pilot are on there because of their tenacity down, because when those two got introduced, TIE Fighter Pilot came after Dingar, but Dingar came in and he was the first person with tenacity down. And the only way to get it was crits on his AOE. And his AOE had a huge cooldown on it. So if you did not hit tenacity down, your run might have a big RNG problem there. But if it did crit and you got tenacity down, it really helped you with your turn meter down issues or uh, turn meter removal issues. So uh, that's why Dingar and TIE Fighter Pilot are on there. So the question is, which of those characters did you gear of any? And how many of them have you not touched? Uh, I farmed Tusken Raider, never geared him. Uh, but Tebow and Qui-Gon, I definitely geared. And then TIE Fighter Pilot, He, I liked him anyway. So I didn't really gear him entirely for the pit, but I did use him. Tebow was my big one, though, just because, I mean, he was awesome. And he was definitely the one that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, he, he was great. So he was definitely my answer. My answer was also Tebow. And the funny thing is, at the time, Gear 9 was the max gear level. My Tebow is still Gear 9. I have all of my Ewoks at Gear 12 except for Tebow, who still sits at Gear 9 and has not been touched. So... Tebow oh, wow. is definitely my answer. And 77% of people polled also put Tebow as their answer. So, yep. um, Not surprising because second, Ewoks aren't really used anywhere. And that's quite true. Nothing that's really important, at least. Uh, Kaigon Jin was the second answer with 18% of the vote. Second after that, fives with uh, 14% of the vote. Tuscan or uh, Tie Fighter Pilot six percent of the vote. Tuscan Raider three point seven percent of the vote, and Dingar at two percent of the vote. The funny part to me is that Tuscan Raider is above Dingar, even though Dingar is a really good bounty hunter for the bounty hunter teams now. So more people uh, are not worried about Dingar than they are. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't. All these answers don't correlate to one person answering but it's pretty funny to me and it's interesting too because fives and tie fighter pilot have a really good ship so i'm not surprised that their numbers are lower because even at once ships were introduced those two had really good ships so it makes sense that you'd continue gearing them after that you know yeah for sure and you know and then of course i'm kind of surprised qui-gon's so high just because he was the only jedi leader there for so long but of course, now oh. he doesn't really fit anywhere. That's something we'll talk about here in a in a minute too, uh, with our main topic. But I thought that's that was interesting too that that was low like that. Cool. So, um, uh, next question. Are you leaving me hanging? Bueller. Okay, I'll go. Uh, who was your first legendary okay. character? I, I wasn't sure if I lost you or not. Every time you go quiet, I think the internet has just swallowed you whole. Uh, it, it might be. You're super laggy on my end. Like, it's... it's. I'm not gotcha. going to rant again. Uh, so, the possible <laughs> options for who your first legendary character was. 
are Grandmaster Yoda, Grand Admiral Thrawn, Emperor Palpatine, BB-8, Chewbacca, and R2-D2. This was a landslide with two characters. The biggest landslide was Grandmaster Yoda at 70%. The second one was Emperor Palpatine at 24%. And those were the first two that came out in order. So I don't really find that surprising given the dates that people, uh, you know, claimed in this poll to have been bland or that length of time, yep. whatever. So, yeah, Checks out. Not, not much surprising there. Anything else stick out? Uh, no one listed, not a single vote for Chewbacca as their first legendary. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. All right, next question. Be honest, did you take advantage of the accidental free mod upgrade hours? And uh, I was kind of surprised this was as big as it was. Uh, 84% of people said no, they did not take advantage. There was 16% that said yes. You know what? Uh, I'm willing to bet that of that 83%, if I put in the answer no, but because I didn't know it was happening, a lot of people would have put that. That's probably true. Because it literally lasted about two hours, where every mod yeah. upgrade you did was completely free. Yep. Yeah, that was... That so was the question is, if you're being honest, I don't think that you're going to get in trouble now, but I want to know, did you take advantage of this? Uh, define take advantage. Or sorry, let me change the wording so it doesn't feel like we did something bad. Did you uh, upgrade any mods during those hours? Uh, yes, and that was actually how I figured out that it didn't cost anything. Um, or cost very minimal was that it was, uh, you know, I was doing some mods and, like, uh, I wasn't really paying attention and then... Somebody mentioned it in Discord, and I went and looked, and I leveled up a few others, and there was, like, it wasn't costing anything. It was pretty bizarre. I thought I missed an announcement, and I upgraded every mod. Woo. Every mod I own to 15. Woo. So, uh, if that makes wow. me a bad person, I'm sorry. That makes you an awful But I person. thought yeah. that... I thought something was happening that we were being rewarded with mods because uh, they, had they hadn't been out for too long. And obviously, I didn't have a very many of them, probably about 100. But uh, every single one of them took to 15. I don't... Just a thing that happened long, long ago. And I definitely leveled up all my mods. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, chat. Um, bad boy. Okay, I know. I'm... I'm <laughs> Like I said, hard, I, hard to disagree. What happened? Whatever. It was a thing. Two hours. Mods were free for two hours. That's the thing. And it's funny with this. Uh, someone also asked me, and this is similar in kind of in the similar vein. Not a question that I asked, but the I'll ask you this question. And you can answer. You'll be the one person polled up question. So, did you participate in pre-crafting gear? No. So that was... You remember pre-crafting? 
I oh oh do I because ha- had I known <laughs> that did not go well for had, arena, arenas. Yeah, that was rough. Had I known, I would have went ape on it, and I didn't know. And that was because I wasn't really on the forums. I wasn't like in the community at all at that point. Uh, I believe that was mm-hmm. that was pre guilds. That was probably it was probably right before guilds. Uh, maybe a month mm-hmm. before guilds, if that. And I wasn't really on the forums or anything. And that was about the time I started getting on the forums and I found out about it. And yeah, so I started paying more attention to the forums after that just because, you know, they give out some useful information uh, on occasion, to say the least. Yeah, that was that was a big problem for them for a while because... It people were able to take their characters to the next gear level immediately, yeah. While others lagged behind for weeks, while and got just thrashed in the arena. So that was a good time. But uh, another question: Do you understand the August August Swaga joke? Now, this was if you don't, let me explain it. Uh, it was kind of surprising. And for a long time, the no's were leading the yeses. So that was interesting. But if you don't understand it, back in the day, they promised that the heroic AAT raid was going to come out in August. Well, August came and went without any information about where this tank raid was, and it didn't come out. And so for the longest time, whenever anyone asked about when something was going to happen, everyone would say August. Because... That was the default joke. And so people have still been doing it forever. And even even CG makes August jokes now at this point, uh, yes, kind of do. poking fun at themselves, which is totally cool in my opinion. But that's where the August joke came from. Uh, but if you weren't around when the Heroic AT came out and people keep making these August jokes, you probably had no idea what that meant. And 32% of you did not know what the August joke was about. So... There's there were still plenty of people, whether they were old players or new players, that did not know what the August joke meant. So, yeah, I found that interesting that the number was that high based on question one's uh, dispersal of players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the uh, actual breakdown. Just mm-hmm. 68% of people got it, which meant 32% of people didn't. I was really surprised. I thought this was a much bigger joke in the community. Um, I kind of wonder how how well that correlates to the amount of time that people have been playing Swaga. So, uh, what is it? 70, 82%, 82% of people have been playing, you know, uh, you know, two years or more, which is you know, about when that joke happened. Uh, so it seems like there's a small portion of people that were playing around that time that did not get it. Uh, so, you know, as far as people that were around then, most of them seem to have got it. Yep. Pretty interesting though. There's a lot of little, little things like that about this game. It's like, if you weren't there, Confusing as hell. Um, 
Last question was, what episode did you start listening to the Shattered Order podcast? And, and if uh, if you look through this, I think that a lot of people started listening, at least the ones that took the poll, uh, started listening, A, between episodes 50 and 100. Uh, yep. There's like, there's like little subsections. There's a lot that listened 50 to 100. There's a lot that said, you know, in the first couple episodes they started, so they've been here the whole time. Um, and let's see the last ones were like people we've gotten over the last, uh, last year, basically. So three sections of people based on the answers that we got. And so I thought that was interesting and pretty cool. There were some others on here that I found pretty funny, um, around the introduction of the big tip, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's a podcast. One. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of them in here that are pretty good. They, um, there's also a lot of people that don't listen to the podcast that actually just do the podcast poll. So I thought, obviously, they aren't going to hear this, but uh, thank you for taking the poll, even though you don't listen or watch the podcast. It's nice to Indeed. get a big subset, a big section of the uh, of the community just in here doing this. So that's cool. And shout out to this but, guy uh, who said. Uh, haven't yet. We'll begin tonight. That's what we like to hear. Welcome. If that's you, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. So, indeed. Uh, yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Uh, getting to see when all these people started listening. We've been doing this a long freaking time, man. It does not seem like <laughs> two and a half years. And yeah, it is amazing how much the show has changed. If you're like one of the newer listeners. I think we started doing trivia like around 60 something uh, like go back and listen to like the early trivia days or even the pre trivia days. God, it was, yeah, it's so, it's so much different. Hopefully better. you can literally Hopefully listen live, not live because that happened two and a half years ago, but you can literally go back in a time capsule capsule. And that's what we're talking about tonight with our main topic, by the way, is a time capsule. But we'll get there. You can literally go back and and witness the moment that me and you met, or at least talked. That is true. Physically, voice wise. Yeah. Because so, episode if you listen one, to that first episode, yeah. we we literally started talking on Skype before we recorded the podcast. Ten minutes before that episode, that was the first time we talked. Yep. In voice chat. So. <laughs> it, it's it's it might be rough don't maybe you don't want to listen to the whole first episode but oh it's uh, rough make yeah, no we, mistake <laughs> we, lots and lots of ums like i'm glad that i have cut those out of my routine because that first episode was rough yes rough. but there but, were a lot of people that said they've been listening since then and to all of you thank you i mean it's all of you guys that keep listening, that enjoy what we do and enjoy the show and everything, I mean, that's the reason we still do it. I mean, if there's nobody on the other end listening, you know, we would have already hung this thing up. But we obviously really enjoyed doing the show, and it's great uh, having all the support, feedback, and, you know, just knowing that you guys enjoy the show. So, thank you. I can honestly say this about the podcast. I am... I never... I mean, every once in a while I will, but I do not 
look at statistics that often. Like I don't worry about how many listens a podcast gets or how many views our Twitch channel gets on old episodes, those types of things, because the the podcast chat, the people talking to us on Twitter, there's an there's there's just enough people that talk to us and hang out with us and like what we do that makes it all worth it for me. And the fact, whatever the numbers are, and I know that, you know, after two and a half years, they're much better than the first 15 episodes. <laughs> but yeah. you guys make it fun. Those people, all of you that interact with us, I, I just, I love doing this to hang out with you guys. So thank you for all that. You guys make this awesome. And the more we grow, the more people we meet is, it just makes it all that much better. So thank you for listening. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't do it. And there's meet new people every single week that make this even more fun. So appreciate you. For sure. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into this next thing. All right, let's do it. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Ooh, man. How about that third year anniversary gift? What? Crazy. That list of things just keeps going. It's crazy. I I know. I've been scrolling There's for like three days. Oh, this is, <laughs> Eventually I'll yeah, hit this the is end. Awesome. So they they announced after this original post that the gifts will be sent out on the 24th. So you will have to wait until Saturday to actually get them. But all right. Are your ear holes ready for me to run down this big, huge list? <laughs> I'm I hope, ready. I hope they are. All right. My ear what holes say are ready for you. <laughs> to, uh, don't ever say that again. <laughs> 20 Zeta Mats. 16 Somebody put the timestamp on that one. A million credits. A Mark III Carbani. A Mark III Stun Cuff. 20 Pulse Modulators. Those are the gold pieces for slicing mods. 50 of all of the other mod slicing material. Uh, let's see. Three of the classic Clone Wars Chewbacca shards. Five Wicket shards. Ten Raidhan shards. Ten General Kenobi shards. Ten Treya shards. And the Hollow Table Hero title. Whew. couple things that are fun in there to talk about. Okay. The first one I want to mention is something that's not in there. And it's the one piece of gear I wish was. You could take stun cuffs out and I'd be happy. If it were a full stun gun, I would be so, so happy. Oh, my God. Like I said I last week, so I've one. been farming stun cuffs for weeks and weeks and weeks. If I were to get one for free on Saturday, I would have uh, been really, really happy with that. I'm really happy with all of this anyway. I have nothing to complain yes. about. No, I'm just saying. Great. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to see stun guns not on there because I think as far as Carbontes, stun cuffs, and stun guns go, those have always been the three that everyone's like, please put stun cuffs and stun guns at least into challenges along with those Carbontes. 100%. So. Yep, they should. Hopefully they do. 
So I've said something. You have anything you want to say out of there? Because I have two other things about these things, but I want to hear if you have any you wanted to mention. Uh, so as far as this stuff, I will say that the mod slicing material, I love. They're giving you enough to slice a mod from five to six star. I think that is huge. It's a really, really great gift. Um, very happy about that. There is more than enough mods or slicing material to slice up a mod of every color plus some, uh, which is great. I love slicing mods, so you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that this is what I love. And the other thing that I love <laughs> is that CG are such traditionalist. I mean, ever since the beginning of the game, they have always, always made you feel good whenever there is an error or something along those lines, you know, like when you play Monopoly, it's like bake error in your favor, collect your hundred dollars or whatever. Well, if a CG error comes up, you get the little card that says three Chewbacca shards. What? I mean, of yes. course it's a whole three Chewbacca. Yeah. Why that number? <laughs> Who knows? But they have been doing this forever, so I always love it whenever they put this in there. I'm sure if you didn't know about the August joke, you may not know about the three Clone Wars Chewbacca shards three joke. Three Clone Wars Chewbacca so shards joke. That is basically where it comes from. For the longest time, whenever they would send out an apology uh, inbox reward of some sort, there would always be three Clone Wars Chewbacca shards. And so they continued that lovely tradition. Yeah, that was pretty awesome when I saw that in there. There's one that's kind of weird in here, and I want to know what you think of it or why it would be in there. But 10 Raid Han shards, 10 General Kenobi shards, 10 Treya shards. That makes sense. They're all the raid characters. They're giving you 10 of each of the raid characters' yep. shards. Makes sense. There's a character in there that makes no sense to me, and that is why are we getting five Wicked shards? I think there are two reasons. Why... Why was that character chosen? What reason number one is because Wicket can get you more Zetas. I think this is just kind of a way of helping people get a little bit closer. However, I think this might be a hint. Hey, hey, hey. looks like we're on the same page. We are. Uh, yeah. We already I know from the, uh... I say we already know from the road ahead that OT original trilogy characters are going to be a focus in the last few months of this this year. Interesting. And so there are rumors of a C3PO using Ewoks event, and that it's totally fan made. All of us are just guessing this, but they keep doing things like this that make me think it is actually true. And I, I really hope that I'm just not getting my hopes up because I am so ready for that. My Ewoks, my golden Ewoks would be just love for that to be a real thing. Yeah. Hope so. Uh, hey. I mean. Oh, man. I'm all in on C-3PO for Ewoks. Just make it happen, please. Ewoks are in the game. They got to be here for a reason. I mean, aside from the fact they're in Star Wars Universe, yada, yada, yada. There is a full faction <laughs> of them. There are various ways to get these characters. There has never... They, they reworked them last year, I believe it was. And there has never been a reason to 
gear or level your Ewoks in any way, shape, or form other than the fact that they're okay in Territory War. There for a while, people tried making them a thing in the raid. It wasn't really a thing. Uh, there's got to be a reason. So, I mean, this is something that we always talk about whenever there is some sort of announcement or a prediction or something that maybe a new character is coming or something along those lines. And that is the fact that almost every character in the game has a reason that you should farm them. And Ewoks have mm -hmm. no reason whatsoever that you should farm them. If you're a new player, you literally have zero reason. No, don't just at this point, don't bother because there's so much other stuff to do. However, there's if one they reason. Were, Zetas. Okay. The only that's, reason. Okay. That's fair. Yes. True. Um, I stand corrected. Uh, that's not the best reason, though, since that's kind of, that's pretty far in game. Yeah, to yeah, for sure. As far up, as new players go. Yes. As far as a way to move them up in the timeline of things you should be farming, legendary character would do it. I mean, that's a pretty good way. That's that's incentive. I like it. So uh, I think that's pretty good. Pretty good potential. Maybe maybe we'll see it. But yeah, that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, one of these things just doesn't <laughs> belong. You know that whole deal? Uh, yeah, that's, that's wicked. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the other thing I have for this is a lot of people were like, why would you give me a title? And well, a title everyone gets that plays the game and this and that and whatever. I want to counter that by saying that there are other games, right? Give you titles for things. These, It's kind of like uh, the whole... Um, clone helmets and things like that. In other games, other free-to-play games, there's a a lot of them are built on the idea that the things you pay for don't actually help you be a better player, but they're um, aesthetic, basically. And uh, that's something that I enjoy in other games. Uh, I think it's cool they're giving a three-year anniversary uh, title because... Once that anniversary thing is up, it'll go into your uh, message box. You'll get 30 days to claim it. If you don't claim it in that 30 days, it's gone. And basically yep. the only way to get this title is to play on the third anniversary. And past that, okay, unless they change, unless they give it away for something else at a different time. But for now, it'll be an exclusive thing. And I think exclusive things in the game are fun. So if you put that gone, everyone will know you played in the third anniversary or kind of like if you put the arena one on everybody knows that you play arena a lot or yep. you know things like that basically so there's just a way to differentiate yourself and a, a fun thing and uh yeah it's just a title whatever but you're getting it for free and it is something that anyone that plays the game after a month after this comes out will never be able to get so if you were to put it on no one else would be able to get it. Now, granted, the, one of the only places you see it is Arena, so everyone that is in there has been playing as long as you have, so the odds are they have it, but it's just a cool aesthetic thing that is a limited time and it's given to you for free. It's just kind of cool. Yep. So, I like it. I think it's cool. I Not to mention every single update says, Hello, Hall of Table Heroes. And, uh, you know, I... Don't have a holotable hero 
title. So now I can finally That's feel true. as though they are actually talking to me. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see them doing stuff like this a little bit more often. That'd be really cool. Uh, and hopefully we get a neat little title for the Grand Arena, too. Ooh. Hey, that'd be cool. Indeed. As far right. as the uh, last thing for this update is they were doing a 25% uh, crystal bonus for the holiday too. But the most interesting thing on there is that unlike in the past years, it's only a bonus for the chest of crystals. And what is that's the $20 pack, I believe, right? That's a great question. The chest. The... I am not a large purchaser oh, of crystals. However, we can go into the game and figure them out. Uh, let's see here. The chest of crystals is, in fact, the $20 bundle that gives you 2,800 crystals. Yep, so you'll get 25% more of that 2,800 uh, if you buy a crystal chest in the during the three-year anniversary celebration. So... That is probably the one that I've bought the most in my time playing this game. So it's probably the one that I will buy just because it's there with yeah. the uh, bonus crystals. Uh, I do. I love these bonus crystal deals. So the fact that it's there for the one that I buy the most is awesome. But I probably would have bought some of the other ones if I saw them with the bonus on there. But it's kind of weird that it's just one. I don't know. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. All right, you uh, ready to jump in that time capsule? I am so ready. Uh, so as far as this week's gone, we had a short week between podcasts, about five days. Not a lot's gone on besides today finding out about the third year anniversary gift. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, what could we talk about tonight that would be fun? And to me, I thought it'd be fun to jump in a time capsule. We got three years playing this game. That's a lot of updates. So... I decided to pull four updates out and kind of talk about the things that happened in them and uh, just kind of talk about interesting things from these updates that we might take for granted as players now that were introduced during these updates and they're just kind of weird, right? So I picked the I picked the first game update that happened on 12-17-2015. I picked the guild update and then I picked the two anniversary updates. So we're going to talk about basically the things that changed in those updates. And uh, if you even realize that was a change and something that wasn't there all along. So we're going to get into that. So the first game well, update happened on 12. Seven. Oh, go ahead. You got. Yeah. Yeah. Always in motion. The future is. To the calendar, we must look. This isn't really the future, Ooh, but that it's was good. The past. That fit perfectly. We're That's it's a, a calendar. We're talking exactly. about a calendar here. Exactly. Beautiful. I love it. Love it. Swugga time capsule. Here we go. The first game update on 12 17 2015. So the game came out on November 24th. 2015. The first update was 12-17-2015. What happened in that update? And I'll tell you what, it was kind of boring. So, but, uh, but 
We'll talk about it anyway. So first update, you just kind of wonder what was in it. I don't know if people go back and look at this stuff often. I don't think I've ever gone and looked at this first update, but some of the things in it are just like, duh moments. Um, the first thing, right? They The first update added Force Awakens characters. So Kylo Ren, Finn, Captain Phasma, First Order Officer, Poe Dameron, and Rey. This confuses the hell out of me because I feel like when I started playing the game, I got Phasma. But she didn't come to the game till three weeks after I started playing it. So that yep. shows how good my memory is. And we all know I have the goldfish memory. So, But that That's first true. update added Kylo Ren, Finn, Captain Phasma, First Order Officer, Poe Dameron, and Rey. Not even a full team of First Orders or resistance, but those are the ones they added. Now, Kylo Ren, chromium only. Finn, I believe, was chromium only. Captain Phasma, Galactic War Store, First Order Officer, Cantina Store, Poe Dameron, Cantina Store, and Ray, definitely chromium only for a very long time. Um, but yeah, added all those characters. How long, can I, okay, before I knew chromiums were something I shouldn't be buying, can I just tell you that I bought probably a hundred of them hoping to unlock Ray at that time and never wow, did? Wow, that's, that's a lot of chromiums. I used to always save up my I, crystals so that I could buy chromiums because I was like, oh my God, it, it's so hard to get crystals. Like, these must be a total bargain. Dude. Right. We I, when I first started playing, this is what this was almost a bi-weekly routine when I got paid. I would buy twenty dollars worth of crystals, and I would immediately throw them into the eight pack of chromiums just to see what I got. And I almost every time got crap, but yes, I would do that sadness and for disappointment. I did that for months, not knowing how to play the game. Just yeah. every two weeks, buy eight two eight. Or an eight pack of chromiums just to see what I got, and I can tell you at this point I was I and at that point I was not any better off for buying them, but it was just fun to unlock new characters, you know. And I, but I never got the good ones. I never got Leia. I never got Ray. I never got Kylo Ren, who I thought was good because it said, "Buy this pack for the best chance at Kylo Ren." You know, I never got old Ben. Only those guys that were all chromium all the time. I never got any of the good ones, but. All right, so here's Maybe my question. Maybe that's why I stopped buying them. Do you remember who the... So your very first Chromium that you buy in the game, you get a character unlock, guaranteed. Do you remember who that mm -hmm. character was for you? I believe that character for me was Poe. So I no think I got kidding? screwed. I think I got the character that everyone on Android got for free. And I also had Phasma because I was on iOS, so... I got two Force Awakens characters, and I was super stoked, but it was... Dude, that... that really didn't help me with anything. Freaking Poe was amazing. He was so good back then. I loved using Poe. He was... Yeah, he was great. Absolutely great. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun using him. Um, for me, it was Farm Boy Luke, which actually... <laughs> getting a jump start on him actually ended up being really useful whenever CLS came out. Which is pretty funny too, because now 
Farm Boy Luke is a free character they give you during the tutorial. So everybody gets him at the beginning now. Nice. Nice. I did not realize that. That's funny. But uh, going off of chat from Electro Duvall's uh, post, he got Mace as his first character. Well, with the first update came some updates to uh, anti-Jedi characters. For example, Maul, in the first update, had uh, all his abilities added the ability to do double damage to Jedi. So uh, Maul became better. He was Chromium back then. There was no other way to farm him except buying Chromiums. And then he got the double damage to Jedis in the first update. And on top of that, Darth Sidious, who was in Arena Store, still is, who has always been a really good character at the beginning of this game because of his damage and his, just a lot of things in the early game. Uh, he got 35% evasion from Jedi attacks in the first update. So also there was stuff, stuff added to Vader and another one of the Sith got anti-Jedi stuff, which was always... Looking back now is funny because none of the Jedi got anti-Sith and still don't have anti-Sith. Um... But all in the first update, every all the Sith were added anti Jedi stuff. So I thought that was yeah pretty funny. Indeed. But, uh, the last little bit I want to say: there were a ton of balancing changes in that first update. None bigger than the update to Coruscant Underworld Police. Uh, his non-lethal crowd control ability. Its base damage was increased by nineteen percent. So if you think wow. Cup is bad now. Imagine before that first update, 19% less damage than he had. It's, it's hard to think of, but Cup got a nice bonus in that first update of 19% to his basic. And so uh, that's that pretty much propelled him from the first update into uh, constant meta rotation and uh, just really happy for Cup. So. I don't remember if this was that same update or not, but I remember Bear Safi. She was a Chromium character, I think, in the beginning, and she was unbelievably good. She hit like a freight train and was impossible to kill because of the heals, and I think her big nerf came in that update as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that... Uh, I don't remember... I, it was probably in there. I just did not write that one in. The cup one just grabbed my uh, grabbed my attention. I like yeah. in chat, E Highwind. Zero times nineteen percent still equals zero. That's so, true. That that is proper math. Hard to disagree. Indeed. But let's talk about my favorite update in the game. It was a good update. And there is a there is a lot of stuff packed into this update. But that is For the sure. I call it my birthday present. Because this update came out on the 24th of April, the day after my birthday, and was filled with just a bunch of really cool stuff. That was the guild update. Also, the pit and raid update, because raids came out at the same time as guilds. So let's kind of talk about the things that came out. Guilds came out, 300,000 credits to create. I think at that point, I had to... I, I I remember asking on the forums how much guilds were going to cost to create because I didn't know. And I had put out, I had put out feelers on the forum, filled up 50 people for our guild from the forum of my forum post. <laughs> I was ready to go, but my, my worry was I wasn't going to have enough credits to start the guild on time. 
300,000 is how much it cost. And at that point, that was still a pretty good chunk of change. I think at, I think when I started our guild, I had 450,000 and I went and, you know, a large chunk of that went straight into the guild to start it that day. But 300,000 now is like a couple, uh, a couple of guild challenge or, uh, excuse me, credit challenge day, uh, Sims. So easy enough. But back then I remember worrying I wasn't going to be able to start the guild on the first day. Um, oh man. And when the guilds came out, what a long process it was to invite people to it. You literally had to oh God. send ally invites, have them in, uh, accept the ally invite so that then you could add them to the guild. So yep. I was at work Overnight, I added every all 50 people as an ally. And as every person was added me as an ally is when I invited them to the guild. And it took hours and hours to get everyone into the guild. And I don't, of the 50, thankfully, when we put that post out, I had 50 people signed up and I had 15 people that were backups for the guild. And I think I used, of the 15 backups, I think I used nine of them to fill the guild. And you know what's funny is, and this would probably won't matter to anyone except for maybe longtime listeners, one of the backups for our guild was Giggles. <laughs> wow. Like if all 50 people had joined that originally signed up, we would have never known our good friend Giggles. Wow. So that's crazy. Pretty crazy. All right. So I looked that post up and I'll put it in the show notes just for Giggles, but I didn't mean the person giggles. I meant, you know, S's and G's. <laughs> but uh, this uh, original post that you made that actually started the Shattered Order Guild, I just looked it up on the forums. and uh, Oh, nice. Yeah. the, the th I remember the thing that sold me was the... Uh, uh, what, is, what is our slogan? Good God. Hardcore, Hardcore casuals. casuals. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I will put that on there and you can go back and just check that out. Just, you know, like I said, for us as a I cannot you tell want. you how many of our guild members told me that the reason they were sold on my guild recruitment post was the fact that I said hardcore casuals. Yeah, you that know, was mine. We're going to be hardcore, but we're not going to be douches about it. So. Yep. And I will say yeah, this. There was that. Uh, I know there are a lot of great guilds out there, but that is the one thing I do love about our guild is that we have, we have stayed true to that motto above all else. And, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a game. It's fun. And like, we're all really competitive. I mean, obviously we do a freaking podcast about the show, about the show. We do a show <laughs> about the game and I mean... Just being able to be take the game not seriously, but have fun and yet still try and be really competitive has made it really fun. And you know, I, I do see a lot of people that suffer from burnout from being in guilds that are too competitive that require too much. And we've had a lot of people that were, you know, podcast listeners that come to us when we have openings or whatever and wanted the guild because of that. And you know, it is, it's it's I really think it's a good way to go. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we maybe we beat Heroic Sith a couple weeks after most people, but uh, we still yeah. beat it, and we still 
enjoyed not hating each other while doing it. So there's that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but when the guild when that uh, update came out, guild chat was only available at the guild home screen and in the cantina screen, not in in matches or anything else. Like you could only get to the guild chat through those two things. It was kind of well it still is kind of pointless to me but it's it was literally almost worthless back then but uh also the big beginning of raid ticket annoyances that was the day that officers everywhere began to lose their hair because that from the day guilds came out is where that that bug was that uh was not showing tickets correctly and all that good stuff yeah for sure uh, so was there anything else in that guilds update you wanted to mention? Uh, oh, there's plenty in it. Um, let's see here. Gamorian Guard and Jawa Engineer were added to the guild store. That's when they came out into the game. Well, that of course you would notice that. Big surprise. <laughs> um, God. let's see here. I don't even ever even notice this, but did you know that the regular energy... So they introduced caps for energy in the guild update. Did you know that the cap for normal energy is 1999? It's did different it, than cantina energy. Really? It is. It was up. Yeah. It's, it's in the notes for the guild update. 1999 for regular energy, 999 for cantina. No freaking kidding. I had no idea. Mainly because I generally yep. only care about Cantina, and that's why that 999 is so important. Because I have never needed to store up regular energy. But that is really interesting, actually. Yeah. Huh. So there's that. Sunfock went into Chromiums in the guild in the guild update. So that nice. was when he came out, was with the guilds. Now here's here's some more fun facts of that update. Akbar was reworked the same day guilds came out. That's when they added tactical genius. Also oh. added the ability his ability that uh, granted a rebel to attack when you did not use an attacking ability. Interesting. So that leader ability we all love for soloing the second half of the tank raid was added during the guild update. It wasn't there from the start, and I thought it was there from the start. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't all there. I couldn't remember exactly what all was there because I remember that, you know, that update really made Admiral Akbar pretty awesome. I had a lot of fun with him shortly after that. Tactical yeah, Genius for sure. is a, still just an amazing ability. I really love that ability. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's very uh, specific to him. It's very good. Very good for him. There were two, the next two points were a lot of things that really bugged me with the early game that they fixed that I thought were awesome. They changed counterattacks, made three changes to them. Taunt now catches all counterattacks. So back in the day, before the guild update, if someone was counterattacking your attack, they didn't go straight at the guy taunting, they went at the guy that attacked. I remember that, yep. So it didn't go to the taunter, it went to the guy that attacked you. So they fixed that so that counterattacks went after the guy taunting. Uh, stealth characters could no longer be countered. 
uh, before this update, if you were stealth and you hit someone that had counter, even though you were stealth, they would still counterattack you. Yep. Super annoying. And then back in the day, if you had an assist ability <laughs> and you hit someone that taunted, not no long, no not only did he counter you, he countered the person you called in to taunt or for the assist. This was the thing so, that made me hate Count Dooku. It was yeah, oh my so. god, it was so annoying. I just oh, it was it was rough. Yes, very very annoying. How many attacks Dooku could, could take before counterattacks were fixed? Uh, the other one, this was also a fun one. They also made it so stunned characters could no longer assist. Seems like that one always confused me. Yeah. Because if you used an assist ability that called a random ally, sometimes a person that was stunned would still go and assist the attack. Yeah. And you're like, why was this person an option for the assist? He is stunned. Like, literally should not be attacking. Because if I stunned, for the longest time, a stun was meant to keep that person from doing anything. Well, if you stunned like Ray back in the day and she still got pulled in for assist with her oh. massive damage back then, it got really, really annoying. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Tarkin moved to the arena store. Used to be Chromium's. That's when everyone's like, now it's like Tarkin is an easy character to get. Well, back in the day, it was Chromium only, which was kind of funny. Uh, old Ben Leader was fixed with the guild update, which pretty much uh, added the turn meter that was intended with his dodge leader ability, which pretty much issued him into the dodge meta. Yep. So once they fixed his leader ability, that pretty much made him go in there with Dooku as a viable option for the arena. So you can thank the guild update for that. And this is more of a quality of life one I throw in here. Reward screens now display more quickly when using a sim ticket and allow players to continue after the first item is displayed. Do you remember back in the day when you couldn't select 20, up to 20 updates? You had to do one at a time. And every time you simmed, you had to wait for every single thing you got to show up on the screen before you could hit continue. So if you wanted to sim 20 times, you had it literally took you three or four or five minutes. Because you had to wait for the uh, things to pop up, then you'd continue. It, it was another awful. sim ticket. Oh, God. This actually made yeah. it so that you hit sim and you could hit continue. You could hit sim and you could hit continue. It did not add the slider, but it made it so it was much faster than it originally was. I remember this change going in, the, in there and being super stoked about it because using sim tickets on all your energy was just so annoying. Um, Yeah. And as far as bugs, there was a the, the guild the guild update post was split into two because the bug list that they fixed in the guild update was so big it needed its own post. So I, yeah, that's a lot of bugs. I didn't go look, I did not look through that bug list, but I'm sure there were a lot of really fun ones we could remember through there. So indeed, um, yeah, pretty funny. So the next update is the one year anniversary update that happened on 11-22-2016. This was the original ships update because up until this point, there had been a lot of, you know, uh, data mining that found a lot of stuff about ships and such. And people, you know, ever since the beginning of the game, there was a lot of stuff in there about it. So people were very curious about how that was going to be implemented. 
And on November 22nd, we found out. Uh, ships were given to the players. They, uh, they did, or we figured out they were going to do crew with the ships. It wasn't just going to be ships by themselves. And let's see, we got Resistance Pilot and his X-Wing, Jedi Consular, Imperial TIE Pilot, Clone Sergeant, and the First Order TIE Pilot. And then we had three commanders. The only one that was not a commander in the beginning that is now is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, so you've always had the option of Home One X Executrix and uh, Mace Windu's ship, whatever the name of that, the Endurance. Mm-hmm. The big thing... I remember there was one of these that I went bonkers on because I wanted this ship so bad. The the tournaments that we used to have. There was one for... The reward was the TIE Advanced X-1, which is Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. And I busted my ass trying to get in the top to get that thing unlocked. And I, I believe that's how I ended up getting it. Look at the uh, next point. Uh, oh. <laughs> the exact same update. The one year an- or the yeah the one year anniversary introduced ships, but also interested inter that uh, introduced the squad tournament for the tie advanced one. So, yep. Yeah, got all those ships for free that you mentioned, and then the tournament started. For uh, Vader's tie. Yeah, that's uh, yep, indeed. I was. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned stuff. remembering that because it literally happened within a week of the ship's update coming up, and I remember really? how hard everyone pushed for that ship at that point because, but it was it looked good and it's proven to be very good, but uh, yeah, for the longest time before the ship. Fleet shipment store was introduced with the fleet uh, with Ty Advanced in there. It was the only way to get that ship, and a lot of people did not get it, including myself. So yeah, yeah, it's a good ship. Uh, which of the which of the beginner ships do you think was the best one they gave us at the time? Let's see. At the time, probably so, the Tie Fighter. I think it took a long time for people to realize that was the best one. That's probably because I think that of all very, the best. Yeah. The- yeah, Jedi Consular. Because for the longest time, I had a Gear Nine Jedi Consular from getting Yoda, and I thought that Jedi Consular Starfighter was amazing at the early ships. It was, and I'm like, I already got yeah. this dude geared. This ship is super fun. Nobody uses it that- now, but <laughs> back then. The the funny thing that, that you mentioned much. there is that you said you already had Jedi Consular geared. And that's true. He was a good character at that point. So a lot of people that had been playing actually had Jedi Consular geared. And he was such a good ship because you already had the character geared. So you didn't have to worry about that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Plus, the ability was really good. The other big thing with this update was... The original Zeta abilities. Hard, yep, they hard introduced the challenges and Zeta abilities into the game. So this now, is... I listed uh, out 
all the original characters that got Zetas when they were introduced. Let me just read this list to you. These are the ones that had Zetas when Zetas came out. So there was Asajj Ventress, Barisafi, Captain Phasma, uh, CC2224, Cody, Clone Wars Chewbacca, uh, Fives, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Darth Vader, Grandmaster Yoda, Luminara, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Rey. So the real question I have for you is, of those, which do you think in the long term was the best one that came out from the originals? Ooh. It's got to be... I mean, Grandmaster Yoda and Asajj, I think, are the only two, like, really solid votes. Uh, Grandmaster's original Zeta was not that great. Okay, that's true. That's it, true. It, like it was the, the ones he has now are awesome. good. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, the one, original one he had was just to add tenacity up with his uh, battle meditation, I believe. Uh, whew. I, yeah, I would like to know exactly what all these abilities were. I think Asajj was pretty similar to what it is now. Uh, so I'll go with Asajj. So I think my I think uh, as far as one that lasted the longest uh, would either be uh, Maul or Barris Ophi. Yeah, Barris lasted the longest. As far time. as the she was good. I mean, she was so frustrating. Also, the ever. one that caused the most controversy when Zetas came out. That's and if you don't remember what happened there, nope. Barris Ophi when she first came out was. If even if you killed her, since her Zeta was on her unique, even if you killed her, her unique still was heal people through her death. So basically, that really annoying Zeta she has now, where any crits on a character heals them. Even if you killed her, that lasted through death. So it just took forever to kill anyone. And in the arena, when it takes forever to kill someone. It usually leads to timeouts, and she was leading to lots of timeout teams if you paired her with General Kenobi. And Absolutely. until that bug was fixed, people kept zeta and Barris nonstop, even though they know she was broken. And in the end, they fixed her and was the one of one of two, now that we know of two Zeta refunds, uh Barris was the first one because so many people zated her because of her bug that they gave the Zeta back to everyone. But yeah, that that persisting through death, even after she died, that heal lasting forever was just such a bad Zeta bug that everybody wanted Barris with a Zeta at that point. It was crazy. Yep. For sure. You'll like the next uh, one. The next point. I love this next You'll one. You'll really like that Ford. one. <laughs> the this was the first Boba Fett rework, and this was when they added Bounty Hunter Resolve, which is his ability to ignore taunts. Who was the first character that could do that, and his revive. So he did not gain his Zeta yet. It was a couple months after this, which he got his Zeta, but he was awesome after this rework. 
Absolutely loved him. Yeah, that's that rework. I remember between that one and Kylo Ren very near to each other. Those were definitely some of your favorite reworks in the game. That yeah, Bounty sure. Hunter Resolve being added to him was just game-changing for him. And I remember you Absolutely. using him in the arena like crazy. So. And more controversy. This one, and in the long term, I I think that people got the better deal uh, with, with Android. But for the one-year gift, iOS was given Wedge Antilles as four-star character plus a two-star ship. Android was given Biggs four-star character plus a two-star ship. Now, as you know, Wedge is a cantina farm. Biggs is from Galactic War Store. So there was a big uproar that people were mad because Wedge had just become farmable, and now everyone on iOS was getting him for free. At that time, Wedge and Biggs were huge in the arena, that combination. So for iOS to get wedge at four star for free and android having to still farm him from cantina they were really really upset about that um but in the long term as far as ships go they got the better deal because big ship was meta and and some teams still meta for the longest time so in the end it kind of worked itself out but at that time arena wise all the iOS players getting Wedge at four star and everyone on Android getting Biggs, who they probably already had at seven star, yep. was a big deal as far as rewards for the anniversary went. I thought that was, it was and, funny when I read this one, looking through the update, how much I remembered that, that other uh, uproar about this free gift. Yeah. And, you know, Wedge's ship was crazy good back at that point. We didn't realize how good Big Ship was. Uh, you know, it'd be a while before we figured that out. But um, Wedge was like the best attacker at the time. The- yeah, and the other part to that is uh, Ad- Ty Advanced really made Big Ship shine because That's of his uh, basic with the target lock, bringing that ton up really fast. Well, not everyone had Ty Advanced at that point because it was a tournament to win. And if you didn't get top 50... You didn't get the ship, so it's true. You know, it, it took a while for people to figure out big ship was probably the better one. And in the long term, it probably ended up better for Android as far as ships went. But in arena wise, people were not happy. So that's true. Yeah. So the other thing that I mean, it had a rippling effect for the next nine to ten months. It was massive. And I didn't realize how big of a deal this was at the time. It was a long time after before I realized exactly what they did and how big it was. And that was the fact that they mm-hmm. had put Bays in the shard shop. That was the only place to get him. And him and Charit were meta-defining for a very, very long time. I mean, they were he was- just dealing with them was so frustrating. He was the first character. He was the first character that I, at three stars, got to the highest gear I could in the game. Like, I remember, okay, this is gonna. I knew at this point in the game, after a year, that chromiums were a bad deal. But I wanted sure, or I wanted 
I wanted shirt and bays so bad for the arena at that point that I remember spending money on chromiums until I got bays for the arena. Like wow. that's how bad I wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he went into the is, shard shop. My base is still like level 74 gear eight. I think, uh, I would like to finish them up for territory war, but so much gear. I think I'll pass. I think uh, you should probably do it for territory battles too. It's kind of important there. No, not really. At least in phase six. <laughs> what? What? Well, okay. That's, Rogue one. That's probably fair. last that's phase. Fair. What do you get? <laughs> phase wise, you know. Yeah, it it depends on how we did on platoons, but usually four, four, four or five out of six. Well, that makes sense too because your your Scarif Rebel Pathfinder's got to be decently geared, right? Yeah, he's geared twelve point five, so he's okay. <laughs> I figured he was because of the ship, so yeah. you do still have a tank to put in that team, so I guess it works out. Yeah, and but it'll be interesting. This it was for that. Who else? There was one other character that went into Shard Shop ever before no one else ever went in there. So it was Baze and. Who was the other Charit, one? Charit, wasn't it? Was Charit in there? I can't remember. If you're in live chat and you remember, e uh, Ezra let us was know. there. I know there. Ezra? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Uh, well, I well, actually, I think it was all of Phoenix that was in the shard shop. Tesh says. Tesh is ATF. saying ATF. Yeah. I think I remember that one. Interesting. Yeah. General Grievous was always there. ATF base. So this is something that I wish they, they would do sometimes is add some characters in there. No, 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 no. Shut <laughs> up. No, I like my gear. Leave my gear alone, bro. Come on. I have so much shard shop currency. How? That I, I still buy the gear it. every single. I buy it every refresh and I'm still at 20,000 shard shop currency. So how? Every Literally refresh, how? I buy gear. No, you don't. How? You got me, but I do. You want it? I can take a screenshot and send it you to you. You should quit farming characters that you have done, Dan. That would be a good start. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you're farming... Why? There's literally nothing in those shops to buy but shard shop currency. I'm not talking about those characters. Why would I'm I... talking about other characters, but whatever. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Because you've lost me at this point. Never mind. All right. Okay. Second okay. anniversary. <laughs> uh, Second anniversary. All right. November so that was the... 22nd, 2017. Yes. This was what? That was the Territory Wars and Dark Side Territory Battles announcement. So Ooh. that is when we found out the Territory Wars. So if you think about it, it's only been... Territory Wars have only been out for a year now. Seems like it's been forever, but that is what happened. Interesting. And my favorite point about that update, and I remember this vividly, vividly. I was at the beach in uh, Cayucas, California, at the beach for a week vacation on Thanksgiving. And that was when Colonel Stark 
Imperial Probe Droid and Wampa were announced. And I remember sitting on the patio, looking at the beach, looking at my phone and reading Wampa's kit and thinking he was going to be amazing and being right. So I loved all three of those characters have ended up being really good in certain areas of the game. Yeah, for sure. Do you, for what gear sure. is your probe droid? Just out of curiosity. 10, I think. 10 or 11, I can't remember. He's actually geared really I well, but a... I can't get close to beating that the uh, the final mission. It just, it, no. I get nope, don't even try it. I'm not going to waste my characters on that mission. I, I always rather try it, get more stars. and I always fail. <laughs> That's I, Until I have all those other characters at gear 12, I'm not even going to attempt it, because I know you have to have them there. But... That's fair. Yeah, what else What else was in that update? Uh, all right, so they added, like, uh, let's see, added static platoons for phases one through three, which was kind of nice. Then, let's see, territory, uh, territory battle combats moved from six to four. What does that mean exactly? Dan ran off. Never mind. He's not going to answer. Uh, I'm assuming that that means on the uh, the dark side, I believe. No, that can't be true. I'm not sure. Never mind. 48 hours of double drops everywhere. This is the thing that I'm curious to see if they possibly bring back in the third year anniversary is... Double drops. It's something that they've done before. So it's something that you should definitely keep your eye on moving forward over this weekend. Because that would be a possibility, I would think. The 25% crystal promotion, which we do have on the one pack now. Uh, smugglers, they went farmable. Because that was actually really important for getting RJT. If you weren't already ahead on the smugglers, when they went farmable, you would have been in trouble for getting RJT that first time around. They added some territory battle and territory war officer tools, as well as the gifts of ability mats, carbani, stun cuff, 15 omegas, 20 zeta mats, 3 chewy shards, and, uh, you know, pretty similar stuff to what we're getting this year. The the only thing is they haven't announced any double drops, but we got a lot of slicing material, so you know we'll see if maybe they balance that out. Uh, oh, uh, Ace Two, he mentioned in the live chat that uh, that they were that that was part of the announcement as far as dark side territory battles would only have four waves versus the six that the light side had so he got he answered your question good old headphones i could hear everything you're saying but i couldn't answer because my microphone was in front of my face but the four the six to four was yeah the waves so dark side territory battles is four waves instead of six like light side territory battles indeed uh so what are you predicting on this third anniversary I don't know. I put this in the notes because um, 
there was an update today that didn't have much in it, so we didn't talk about any of it. But uh, the, that update did say that it was in preparation for the three-year anniversary uh, update. So what is coming? What's what's up? I really hope that... I really First-year anniversary, ships. Second-year anniversary, territory wars and and uh, dark side territory battles. No word yet on a big update for the third anniversary. So I'm really hoping in the next, by next week, because I'm sure they're all on their holiday like we are, that we hear Grand Arena is coming soon. I'm hoping that will be the three anniversary. Oh, I freaking hope so. God, I hope so. I I cannot wait. I'm I am I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. I I hope that we get that, and I hope we get double drops. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. See, I can wait. I'm not really totally excited for it, but it makes sense for that to be, um, the thing for this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be good. I wouldn't mind at all. And so this is right. I know we talked about this already, but the Grand Arena. That they said that the Grand Arena is a stepping stone towards, you know, figuring out what who the best player in Swaga is or something like that. I'm really mm-hmm. antsy to see, you know, maybe maybe the maybe they're tiering this the way they did last year with territory battles and territory wars, in which they bring in the Grand Arena and then they'll bring in you know, phase two of the Grand Arena, whatever that is, and kind of progress from there a little bit in making a little bit more one-on-one competitive type things in the game. That would be awesome. It'd be interesting to see if they do a a uh, a ladder, basically like a leaderboard That'd with cool. just names and guilds attached to it. Yeah. I'm willing to bet they will. It'll be interesting to see what names are at the top of that. Indeed. Especially if there's ones that no one really... Names of people from guilds no one's ever heard of that just dominate the top of the leaderboard. That would be really cool to me. Like, who's this guy? Where'd he come from? One of the best players in the world that we didn't even know existed. Indeed. Um, All right, so... I think that pretty much covers the time capsule. However, you mentioned something there a second ago that I think we should really discuss. And that's the fact that you had these absolutely incredible, sexy headphones on your head that allow you to walk around your freaking house and still hear what I'm saying. How awesome is that? And you're able to do that because you have these awesome satellite headphones from Blue Designs with Bluetooth technology that connect your phone or your computer, whatever, wirelessly and sound amazing. Um, if you want a set of headphones, that would be a great Christmas gift to yourself, especially if you're a gamer. You would love these headphones. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, or a set of the Lola headphones or a Yeti mic, whatever. If you want to go to bluedesigns.com and use that promo code SOPOD, you can go and get 20% off of your order. Uh, They have a lot of stuff there that I think all of you guys will love that we highly endorse. They are very solid, really good products. Uh, Wouldn't recommend them otherwise. Um, 
And yeah, as Tesh says in the live chat, uh, if only my internet could keep <laughs> up with the awesomeness of the microphone. A very similar comment to what I was going to make. You started a sounder, so it kind of took up some of your bandwidth and made it hard to hear. But guess what? I heard it all in my satellite headphones. So I knew <laughs> what you were saying and what you were trying to get across. If you love the sound of this podcast, these, look, wait, this thing right here, the Spark XL microphone, amazing. I love my headphones. This stuff is amazing. If you're getting into podcasting, if you're getting into streaming, if you're just a gamer that likes good sound and your guild or your clan or whatever to hear you, use this type of stuff. It'll really make your gaming that much better. And on top of that, using SOPod at bluemics.com gets you 20% off. That is at least one fifth of the entire price is gone immediately by using our, our code. So, um, Let's uh, let's check that out if you uh, have the chance. And I really want to hear from people, if you do buy them, what you think of them. Because everyone that we've sent out our free um, giveaways to and the people I know in our own guild that have bought stuff have really loved it. So if you do buy something, please tell us what you think of it. Because it's, uh, it's good for us to know. It's good for Blue to know. And uh, they just continue to pump out good stuff. So, Yep. Uh, all um, right. yeah. Anything else? I think you should turn off the sweet jazz that is bogging down your internet. That's probably true. <laughs> that that wouldn't surprise me. My internet is kind of awful. However, I think it is time for this next thing. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. All right, it's time for this week's trivia, which we I have affectionately named Tesh's Thanksgiving Casserole. So Ooh. we got a little... A little mishmash of different things in this week's trivia and uh, for some of you swaga lovers that are not sports lovers i might have a chance to beat you so we got some nfl questions in here uh just for Ooh. fun and then along with swaga questions so this will really pit your knowledge in mine and put it to the test so if you have your kahoot app open let me tell you what that uh that pin is um, if this, if Adobe would, it's not gonna, it's not working. All right. Give me two seconds. Of uh, course. We want slide number two. All right. There we go. Your Kahoot trivia app number is 0111439. Again, that is 0111439. Yeah. Put that into your Kahoot app. It'll bring you right up into the Kahoot trivia and uh, get you set up to play against us and probably beat us if things go away they have recently. So, 
I did finally beat Weak Wink Week. Well, his game was weak last week. But I did finally beat I Wink was weak, so last yeah. week. <laughs> last week. Things are the proper order has been restored to trivia last week, and we'll see how it goes this week. But this is really gonna surprise you, but uh, my Kahoot app is just doing the little loading thing over and over and over because my internet is not good enough to load Kahoot. <laughs> just, I, tonight, I love tonight. I'm you just tell me when it loads. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, while, while I am waiting on this bloody thing to load, I think we should mention, uh, what are you doing after the show? I'm probably going to hang out in uh, voice chat on our Discord server for maybe uh, the next hour while I finish my dailies. And then, uh, yeah, so if you all want to head from Twitch over to the Discord and come chat with me, I'll be hanging out there for a little while. That's a good idea. I like that. I think I will be there too. So uh, this is something we're going to start trying Ooh. to do after every show is a little after party in the live chat. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. Make sure you go there and check that out. That is where you can find that, of course. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy the show and want to chat with us, that's a great place to do it. Also, if you want to support the show, we would love you forever. You can sub to us on Twitch, especially if you have an Amazon Prime account for free. You can give a monthly sub, which is absolutely amazing. We love it when you guys can do that. Also, Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. Uh go and become a patron we would love you forever so yeah well let's see Did hey there we go kahoot right, has let's loaded. Loads the questions faster than that all right so i am going to read the question and then i will say to go and then we will answer the question so are you ready good sir Yes, sir, I am. All right. First question is as follows. As follows. As follows. As follows. There we go. Now it's gone. <laughs> All right. Now for something completely different. Which team has won the most games on Thanksgiving? Go. This is NFL teams. The answers are Vikings, Bears, Dallas, or Detroit Lions. I feel like this one's pretty easy. Wow! I was wrong! Holy crap! Color so, me surprised! So was I, actually. <laughs> well, I did not even pick my own team. <laughs> that is a true Detroit So Lions for those of you that right don't there, know, the Vikings no and the fame. Bears do not play every Thanksgiving. That but is the true. Cowboys and the Lions do, and historically the Lions are a pretty bad team, but apparently not on Thanksgiving because they have a better record than the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So that is crazy! That. Wow, I am super surprised. I I'm glad watch, you picked the same as me. I, I thought watching the Lions lose every every uh, year was a tradition, but uh, you know, not as much one as I thought. I like Chicken Bottom. Where's the who cares this is Star Wars option? 
Oh, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. There's only three questions as far as I know on, on NFL stuff. <laughs> so you can get them all wrong with us and still <laughs> be good to go. One of the following teams has never played on Thanksgiving Day. Which one? Bucks, Panthers, Chargers, Jacksonville. Ooh. Ooh. Oof, I got this one right. And don't worry, McTweet, I threw my lions under the bus on that question as well. <laughs> I actually got this one right as well. Nice. I picked the Jaguars. Very interesting. Huh. Who did you, did you say you picked the Jaguars or yes. did I just make that up? I did, I picked the Jaguars. What in the world is going on here? I am kind of scared now. My phone is on silent and just started playing music. Well, that's probably not good. It's possessed and... Oh. I mean, if you look at it, it's completely cracked. It's, it looks like it's possessed. I don't know. That was really weird and scary. All right, next question. Right. Who was the first winner of John Mann's Turkey Leg Award in 1989? Ah. Uh. The possible options are Reggie White, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, and Emmett Smith. Two of those I immediately threw out because I'm pretty sure Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders either were not in the league or very, very uh, young rookies. So, yeah, I can't remember. I know exactly. Barry played for ten years, so that was probably his rookie season. See, I don't remember where Reggie White was playing at the time because I don't. The Packers didn't sign him until '92, I believe it was '92. Um, I picked Barry Sanders uh, just because you know I figured it would be the a Lions little, play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Lions or a Cowboy was kind of my guess, but uh, yeah, it's Reggie White. Interesting. I picked Reggie White, so there's that. Wow, well done. All right. Next question. Let's see, uh, see what we got. All right. Question four. On thanks, one more NFL question. In Thanksgiving Day games only, Packers are second only to the Lions in this. They've had 20. This is Thanksgiving Day games only, and go. Uh. And the options are losses, first downs, injuries, or fans in attendance. I mean, I feel like that one was a pretty easy guess. I got it wrong. Really? Yeah. Obviously, the Packers would be second in losses because they don't play every year. The Lions do, so. That's true. They racked up the losses. Yeah. I figured injuries as well. Uh, that that was what I ended up picking. Because, that one would probably make sense. Because I feel like the Lions would have way more than 20 losses on Thanksgiving. I mean... Well, they are the winningest team on Thanksgiving in on record, so... Well, that's because they play every year. Therefore, they would have more wins. <laughs> well, I'm just saying... Is that a have more percentage? Than... <laughs> mm, 
don't know. By the All way, right. the fact the Lions play on Thanksgiving every year is part of why it is my favorite holiday. So there all is that. It is my favorite holiday because there is nothing like alcohol, turkey, football all day long, and of course, watching the Packers get a little bit better in the division since you can always count on the Lions choking on a turkey leg. <laughs> or Jim Schwartz throwing a challenge flag when he's not allowed and giving a free touchdown to the Titans. Okay, sorry. Or that. Too, too detailed? All right, anyways, <laughs> next question is back to Swaga. Naughty Bastila counters Revan teams because of what? And go. And the possible options are greater defense for her leader. She makes Revan lose focus. All her turn meter corrupted battle meditation. I will say this. I feel like, I mean, I, I, I feel like, a you know, an attractive, strong female character should cause Revan to lose focus. However, I'm not convinced that's an answer. That sounded sexist while still trying to be on the female side. <laughs> like, I, th I feel like you were playing both sides <laughs> with that explanation. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I, I like that that's what you got out of that. That's, that's interesting, I guess. <laughs> Look, I'm too used to reading Twitter and the ridiculous takes on everything. Oh, God. Twitter comments are my favorite. They get really, really fun. I, fun is the word I'll use. Yeah. Fun. All right, so. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so the correct answers were answers, greater defense for her leader ability, and corrupted battle meditation. Either one of those was an acceptable answer. I picked greater defense for leader. What'd you pick? I picked the same thing. Gotcha. Okay, the next question is random character kit. Whose kit contains if the target has defense down, gain advantage? And go. This is hard. I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to lose my streak. Captain Phasma, First Order Executioner, Resistance Trooper, and First Order Special Forces TIE Pilot. Oh, no! I should have gone with my instinct. Oh, what did you pick? I picked Captain Phasma because of her leader ability. but it Yes, me too. But it was actually... First Order Special Forces Type Fighter Pilot, which is the one I almost picked. I That probably would have been my second guess because I knew Resistance Trooper and I knew First Order Executioner did not have that. But. <laughs> All right, well, there's that. I lost my streak. I'm upset. But you did not continue your streak, so I feel okay with that. All right. Next question. Question seven. Who gains offense when they resist a detrimental effect or suffer a debuff? And go. More questions I don't know the answer to. Possible options are Chewbacca, Rebel Officer Leia Organa, 
Uh, veteran smuggler <laughs> Han or Magma Trooper? Well, I definitely should have gone with my first pick, and I went with my second again and got it wrong. So uh, I picked Veteran bummer. Smuggler Han. What'd you pick? I picked Jerry, aka Magma Trooper. And the correct answer Good was Jerry. neither of those. Rebel <laughs> Officer Leia Organa. By the way, I should mention in the podcast poll, once something someone wrote in for when they listen is, I listened back when there were still Jerry facts. Please bring them back. So maybe I'll have that. one at the end of trivia. Ooh, that would be exciting. Maybe. Maybe I'll give you a Jerry fact. All right. I like it. Next up. Who has this Zeta? If X has full health, 100% counter chance, otherwise 100% offense. And go. My God, we are NFL questions. They, good to go. Get back they, to Swaga. I just completely crapped the bed. <laughs> the options were Sabine Ren, Visa Smar, Night Sister Initiate, and Grand Moff Tarkin. Which incorrect answer did you pick? <laughs> I picked Visa's Mar because I know she counters. Ah. I think, she, well, okay, I should say I know she counters. I think she counters. I selected Night Sister Initiate, the correct answer. Look at me go. Well, that's certainly interesting. I am willing to bet that that was a guess. I kind of had an idea because I remember there was actually, she was really good for... God, what team was it? There was some heroic Sith raid team in which this Zeta was useful for some reason. I don't remember when it was, but... I think it was Deathstorm in Phase 3. May have been. Because you could either use Initiate or you could use uh, Spirit. Yeah. Something like that. So. Alright, well that sucks. Oh well. All right. Where are you at point-wise? That's what I want to know. I am at 2888 currently. You're probably okay, ahead of me. Well, then I'm good. You're fine. I'm good. I, I'm not worried about this last one. You shouldn't be. All right. Thank goodness. Whose kit contains, if the assisting ally is a droid, both gain 75% crit damage? Possible options go. are T3M4, IG86, L337, and BB8. Woo! I got a Swugga question right. I feel like you should have got this one because IG-86 has been in this game for a very, very long time. Well, BB-8 calls assists with a Zeta. So I thought it might be him, but then I'm like, you know what? Why would he throw IG-88 who has a complete assist ability yeah. on him? So I picked IG-86, and I got it right. You would be correct. Final score. GNP 54-75. Not bad. I was 39-71. And Firus, I feel like I'm getting used to seeing your name at the top of the board every week. It's kind of annoying, I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> Dagobah represents... Virus. Jeez. Good friend. Yeah. 
Alright. Jerry Fact. Jerry is so dumb, he has never finished in the top 50 of the Swugga trivia. So, there you go. Poor Interesting. Jerry. Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Um, he's really bad. He's he's bad. He's worse than me. That That's not saying a whole lot. Um, but I will say, I... Did I, I just beat you? Yeah, you did. Whatever. Um, I think I just beat you. <laughs> I know we talked about this last week. You know, uh, holidays tomorrow, Thanksgiving here in America. And so, guys, think about the things you're thankful for. And don't forget what the holiday's about. And, you know, there's a lot of people out in California that are, you know, stuff's burning down. They're losing their houses like there's some rough stuff going on out there um so keep those guys in your thoughts and prayers and just be thankful that you're not having to deal with crap like that like uh rampant jerry's on the run um i have a feeling that maybe what's going on out there in california is uh the empire let all the magma troopers loose that's kind of what it seems like so uh keep those guys in your thoughts and of course Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash shattered order pod, discord.me slash shattered order. If you want to come chat with us, we're about to jump in there and jump on the voice chat. If you're listening to this live, if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, is there anything else? I cannot think of anything. I think we covered it all. I think that's it for this week. We awesome. still managed to talk for two hours and twenty minutes it's about what we absolutely do. nothing. So we're good beautiful. At Thank you all for hanging out with us and entering the DeLorean as we traveled back to the future and uh, talked about some of the crazy things that have happened in this game in the three years it's been out. We appreciate everyone that hung out and everyone listening to this right now on the audio podcast. So thank you again and uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, Go Lions, and we will check you later. Later.